You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm Michelle Rutter and I'm the Government Relations Manager for NCIA. And I'm joined by NCIA's Director of Government Relations, Michael Correa. Hey, Michelle. Well, I'm super excited for our show because this is an issue near and dear to my heart. So today we're going to discuss cannabis and veterans. Our guest is Nick Etten, who is the executive director of the Veterans Cannabis Project. The Veterans Cannabis Project seeks to foster an environment that is politically and legally favorable to U.S. military veterans using medical marijuana to address service-related health challenges that prevent them from living the high quality of life that they've earned. The group hopes to make medical marijuana an affordable and acceptable treatment option for all U.S. military veterans suffering from visible and invisible wounds incurred in the line of duty. Nick, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Michelle, and uh, extended team for having me today. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about your your interest in the veterans cannabis issue came about. Uh, so, uh, I started uh, becoming aware of the the issues uh, surrounding veterans and cannabis uh, a few years ago. Um, I was first introduced to the cannabis space uh, through work, uh, and it was uh, at an NCIA conference in 2000 and. Uh, 15 that I began spending more time on uh, becoming more aware of and spending more time on policy and being a veteran myself, I could see that there were a lot of challenges that veterans were facing when it came to legal use of cannabis. Um, Obviously we're all aware that cannabis is legal in 20 medical marijuana is legal in 29 States uh, right now, but I saw veterans in a very unique position in that even though cannabis is legal at that state level, we still face some incredible challenges when it comes to legally using cannabis because of the difference between legislation at the federal level and the state level. So as a veteran and one that has been working on health needs and health challenges of veterans for a few years, 
uh, I decided to get involved in the game. I appreciate that. Uh, our uh, One of our biggest champions on Capitol Hill, Dana Rohrbacher, talks about one of his friends uh, who had three sons who went off to war. And he tells a story where all, they all came back, but only two of them came back, quote unquote, normal. And uh, when they went to the VA doctors, uh, they just kept over-prescribing opioids and every drug known to man where their son was basically a zombie. And although the doctor couldn't really mention it in their official capacity, says, I'm not supposed to really mention this, but uh, I recommend you have him try medical cannabis. And it it actually changed his world. And I think, uh, you know, if you can you tell our listeners a little about the VA, uh, you know, what vets go through? Do they have a fear do they mention it? Like, what's the process um, when they're at a VA hospital if maybe they know that cannabis will work and how they have that discussion with doctors? Yeah, thanks, Michael. You brought up a, a couple of uh, a couple of key points here. Um, so first, I'll, I'll uh, tackle the issue of uh, why veterans are, are turning to cannabis. We, The wars of the past 15 years have created a new type of injury, one that the VA was not prepared for, was ill-equipped to deal with. And these are generally hidden, what people refer to as hidden wounds. Um, Injuries such as traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress. And then I think what a lot of people don't realize is a majority of what the VA treats, uh, upwards of 40%, is chronic pain. We're all out in the field. We're doing physical jobs. And there's a lot of injuries associated with that. And chronic pain uh, is something that we all have to deal with a little bit later in life. So there was, I guess, a, a culmination of, of a number of factors of uh, these wounds, as well as uh, uh, a couple of generations getting a little bit older and the VA unprepared. What we saw happening was without solutions present from the VA, with, without the appropriate treatment tools, veterans were finding that cannabis was a safer and more effective treatment op, uh, protocol or choice for uh, injuries such as, uh, or deep conditions such as post-traumatic stress and, and chronic pain. And you, you bring up the way that the, the VA has been treating these over the past 15 years. I, look, I, I don't, um, I, you know, the VA is the VA. It is a large, um, massive health system. And you're always going to get uh, inside of a large system like that. You're always going to find challenges. And again, the VA was never anticipating the extended conflict that we have had for the past 15 years. They never could have anticipated 2003 and the number of soldiers that, that went overseas after 2003. So, uh, you know, this is not to necessarily knock the, the VA and, and the VA is, is working very closely with us on trying to find uh, a common ground on cannabis as a treatment treatment option. But what we saw was that the, without those solutions, and the story that you highlighted is one that I hear time and time again, all the VA, in a majority of the cases, what the VA does is they've, they've, they've thrown pills at people. And whether those are opiate-based pain medications or benzodiazepines, it has been incredibly ineffective treatment and one that not only has not worked, but has taken veterans down a, a spiral, especially with the opiates in addiction in a way that I know the VA never intended to, uh, nor that can we sustain any longer. Right now, veterans deal with 
opiate addiction at two times the rate of the rest of the country. I've seen figures recently where approximately 65, or I'm sorry, 75,000 veterans right now are considered um, uh, opiate addicts. We're in the middle of a health crisis with veterans. We don't need band-aids, we need tourniquets. And cannabis has the opportunity to be a game changer for veterans. And so we saw a lot of veterans that were, were moving out west or moving to states where medical marijuana is now legal in making a safe, responsible choice to treat their conditions in a way that the existing structure could not. You know, you mentioned opioids, and it's, it's, it's really funny how um, doctors won't even, VA doctors won't even think about overprescribing uh, opioids to vets uh, like it's nothing, not knowing some of the ramifications, the healthcare ramifications. Um, is there one question I had is, is there a fear among vets to where if they even mention this to doctors or if they uh, consume cannabis, somehow they will lose uh, any type of benefits? Is there anything like that? to where a vet can't even discuss it or use this as an option if they know they can benefit from it? Absolutely, Michael. Great point. And this is where we saw, we saw veterans moving to states where medical marijuana is legal, but yet selecting not to get their MMJ cards. And the reason why they were doing that is because of fear of loss of benefits, right? You have a, a difference between a federal health system and then uh, what's legal in those states. And so the VA itself, if you look at where the VA stands on this issue, they do say that, that no veteran is going to lose benefits just because they use medical marijuana. However, as long as there is still legally a gray zone or a legal difference between what, what, what is legal at the, at the state level and illegal at the federal level, perception is much stronger than what that perceived reality is. And so I, as a veteran, I have to think about not only my benefits, but I have to think about my family and their needs. And so what happens is a fear of loss of benefits, a fear of prosecution, um, taking it one step further in response to the, the opiate uh, crisis last year, the VA amended their opiate prescription policies and their, their, opiate pain, their opiate management plan. Now, it was great that the VA tackled that. However, they created a condition now where veterans are constantly tested to ensure that their, that their medications are at the appropriate level, but they're also testing to see if that individual has cannabis in their system. So now you've got an individual who is making a safe, responsible, and legal choice to use cannabis. They uh, are fear going into the VA to get prescriptions that they might need they're, they're afraid to talk to their caregiver or physician about this because we've seen time and time again, VA physicians or caregivers who are not familiar with the law and immediately hear cannabis and close up a file and turn that individual away. So this, this, this legal gray zone and a lack of information and a lack of, uh, a, a lack of leadership from the VA on this has, has created conditions where now veterans are are not only not getting not not only fear loss of benefits, but they're they're staying away from the VA because 
because they, they fear uh, they're, they're staying away from the VA and they're not actually able to tap into effective health care. So you've got individuals staying, staying home and that impacts, that, that impacts their, their health uh, in a number of different ways. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll be joined by Nick Etten, Executive Director for the Veterans Cannabis Project. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a few. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Boober way. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back from the break, so thanks for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. If you're just joining us, I'm Michelle Rutter, and we're here with Nick Etten, Executive Director of the Veterans Cannabis Project. So recently we've seen groups like the American Legion, which is one of the biggest veterans groups in the country, uh, speaking out about this issue and about how important it is for veterans to be able to talk to their doctors about this. Um, And they've really been encouraging some sort of change. So how do you see groups like the American Legion or maybe the uh, VFW and groups like that influencing this situation? Oh, I think it's phenomenal. Um, and we work very closely with, with the American Legion on this issue. Um, the 2.3 million members, and I think most uh, listeners are familiar with the American Legion in that um, sometimes we thought about it as your, your father's or your grandfather's organization. It tends to have a, a little bit uh, older membership. And what we're seeing from the, the membership in that base is they're, uh, these are veterans who are leaders. They're willing to uh, set uh, failed policy or antiquated ideas um, aside in order to get to treatment options that work for veterans. You've got a core group of veterans who are not afraid to see a new or take a new approach to this issue and look at, for what, look at it for what it is. This is a health policy issue, and veterans right now are in a health crisis, and they're willing to set aside the ideas of of old or failed policy or 
even what we all look at as used to be reefer madness. We grew, a lot of us grew up in the, in the just say no eighties and never really understood cannabis for what it is. It, an incredibly complex and uh, valuable, valuable medicinal plant. That, that's a really good point. You brought up um, growing up in the 80s, and I grew up in the 80s, and this was just something that was, you know, cannabis, marijuana was viewed as us versus them. Quote, unquote, normal people don't do this. And you are slowly seeing the public opinion change, and you're definitely, you know, Democrats are more uh, supportive of the broader reform issues than Republicans are. Republicans are coming around. But Republicans, we know Republicans, they love their vets. And it is really, I think, disingenuous of a lot of Republicans to be so opposed to something like this. And here you have a vet who serves their country and who comes back and is not able to access some type of medication that can actually improve their conditions. And so, you know, have you have you actually gotten involved uh, on the lobbying end or have been doing anything to get that message out to more politicians? Uh, absolutely, Michael. And I can, we were in D.C. last week meeting with members of Congress as well as uh, administration and VA officials. One of the things you brought up right at the beginning of that of that a question, you know, we're product of, of, a, um, uh, of our upbringing in the just say no eighties. Look, I, my background is, uh, I'm a Naval Academy graduate. I served seven years in the Navy SEAL teams and the last two years of my experience, I was working at the tip of the spear in, in counter drug efforts. I was down in South America, uh, running our riverine boat group. And so if somebody who, <laughs> who has had such a, uh, such a, a, a strong, um, uh, experience uh, on the other side of this equation can be able to look at this uh, rationally and, and, and break it apart and remove the hype and the fear and the mongering, uh, the, the, remove the hype and the fear and, and see it for what is a health policy issue, right? I, I think most veterans can do it. But, but as you mentioned, we, we need to remove that stigma. There, there doesn't need to be this Again, this comes down to a health need about for veterans, and it comes to setting aside old, antiquated policy ideas and focusing on what this is, which is a health issue. And again, vet, what I love, what I love about the veteran community is I think most of us are, 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 are rational. We can do this, but it, it requires a, a, a It requires education. It requires education and awareness. It requires educating veterans about what cannabis is, what it isn't, what it can do for these conditions, removing some of the marketing hype and really drilling down to, to educating veterans on how they can use cannabis to deal with their health needs, as well as educating them on what their rights are and what their lack of rights are on this issue so that we can force change at the federal level. Yes, we were in D.C. last week. We were meeting with members of Congress, again, administration and the VA, and I couldn't have, I, I can't be happier with the, the reception we were getting. I think that, I think that re, re, uh, uh, leaders on the Republican side are starting to, to just like many people, right, in the, in the mainstream, starting to recognize um, that, that this is a health policy issue. And the bottom line is where veterans stand on this, veterans are overwhelmingly, over 90%, favor and support of medical marijuana. And if I was to say to any Republican legislator, look, 
this is where your constituency is. This is where veterans stand on this issue. We're in the middle of a health crisis. We need tourniquets, not band-aids. And cannabis has the opportunity to be a game changer. I think Senator Hatch coming out uh, last week um, uh, in favor of expanded research in medical marijuana. We need leadership from Republicans on this issue. I think overwhelmingly they want to do the right thing. Is we say to them, if you are pro-cannabis, you are pro-veteran. Pro-cannabis is pro-veteran. And I, I think they're understanding this now. But look, awareness is great. And there's been a lot of awareness created on this issue. But why we were in D.C. and why we were pounding through the, through the halls of Congress last week was we have to sit down and have one-to-one -one meetings and conversations with legislators so that they can understand that this is, uh, this is uh, not a fringe issue. This is uh, this is not something on the side that they can't, that they can just ignore. They need to understand the situation we as veterans are in with our health and the cannabis has the opportunity to be a game changer in this situation. So Nick, you sort of touched on this. So I wanted to bring up some polling. Um, Quinnipiac University polling recently last year, I think, just showed that American voters believe veterans administration doctors should be allowed to prescribe marijuana um, to veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder by a margin of 87 to 9%. Um, but that same data also showed that voters in military households, where at least one member is a veteran or on active duty military service, supports marijuana for PTSD 82 to 13%, which is actually lower than that number from the general public. Um, is that something you see it? And why do you think that is? Um, you know what, that's not really something that I've seen, but I, I can understand why in certain households it might be, um, you know, veterans, there, there tends to, you know, veterans come from all walks of life. Um, one of the, uh, uh, one of the things that I, I talk a lot about when I talk about, when I speak with leaders in the cannabis industry, uh, because we're, we are, um, increasingly seeing veterans, uh, create, uh, create careers for themselves in the cannabis industry is that um, the, if you've grown up inside of that environment where it was just say no, and there was not a lot of thought put around it, there's a component where you have to, you have to get through the process of, of, of removing the stigma or, or thinking that you're different because you're choosing something specific, a, a certain uh, tool to, to deal with a, a specific health condition. But, you know, but here's the thing, those numbers might be off a little bit, but they're still overwhelmingly in favor of medical marijuana, overwhelmingly in favor. And where we see a lot of uh, support uh, from our base is not just the veteran themselves, but from their caregivers, from their, from their spouses, from their children, from, uh, from their parents. And, and those are the individuals who live and deal day in and day out with an individual um, and, and, and have to help them find the appropriate, the appropriate, uh, tools to, to deal with those challenges. You know, one of the things that I, I, I'd love to, to, to talk about here for a minute is the fact that we're talking a lot, we, we, we talk a lot about the health challenges of veterans, but there's also a stigma we need to get over here is that veterans themselves are, uh, are not disabled from their experiences they are not damaged from their experiences. The experiences veterans have can create 
certain challenges, just like just like we all do throughout when we have to deal with uh, experiences in life that can be very challenging. Um, but what I mean, and, and what I love about the cannabis industry for veterans is the following. We talk about employment. Veterans right now, it's not an issue for the veteran population. It's not an issue of underemployment. It's, I'm sorry, it's not an issue of employment, unemployment. It's an issue of underemployment. We don't need jobs as Uber drivers. We need the ability, once we get out of the military, to use the skills that we've developed in that environment to build and grow careers for ourselves. I love to, to explain to people that the cannabis industry, just like the military, is incredibly egalitarian. In the military, you can go from private to general. There's not too many places in the in, there's not too many places in the business and too many industries in, in the business world where, where that's possible anymore, but it absolutely is. An individual, a veteran coming out, has the ability to move from an entry-level position as a bud tender all the way to CEO of a company. And we're seeing veterans working all over the industry right now at the very it, it, at the entry-level points and at the most senior positions running companies in this industry. And what the cannabis industry needs right now is a workforce that's comfortable working in a highly regulated environment where compliance is, is mandatory and transparency above board at all times. And veterans are very comfortable working in that environment, especially when it comes to learning on the job, which is a lot of what's happening with the cannabis industry right now. So veterans are bringing a lot to the industry and the industry itself is giving them the opportunity to build these careers, to grow their lives, to support their families while at the same time helping their brothers and sisters because they are growing a medicinal plant that is helping their brothers and sisters treat very specific health challenges. So it creates, it's a, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. And we, we work with industry very closely to educate them on the skills of veterans and also to educate veterans on the cannabis industry itself, because we see a great matchup for, for both sides. So we're going to take another short break, but when we come back, we'll be joined by Nick Etten, executive director for the Veterans Cannabis Project. So don't go away. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. 
Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing cannabis radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back from the break. Thank you again for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. If you're just joining us, I'm Michelle Rutter, and we're here with Nick Etten, who's the Executive Director of the Veterans Cannabis Project. You brought up a, a good point about the upward mobility of people in the military, and you were talking about support. And I just got to thinking, so I've been watching the Ken Burns series on Vietnam, which has been amazing. And, you know, you have a lot of Vietnam vets returning that use cannabis to help them deal with some of the stresses of war. Is there, within the vet community, is there a difference of support between generations and between, say, officer versus enlisted or between uh, say, branch of the military. Is there a noticeable difference in any of those, or is it pretty much broadly vets or vets and they think somewhat similar on this? Do you see noticeable differences? I do see some differences, but I, I think for the most part, vets are vets. And we're, we're you know, it's, it's difficult to paint the entire veteran community with a broad brush because we're all very different. We're, we're just a microcosm of the American society. And that's one of the things I loved about being in the military is, is we were all different, yet we were all united it, it, through, a, through a, a common mission. And I'm seeing that, I, I, I see that across the, the, the cannabis industry. And, and this, is where, this is where I think veterans in the cannabis industry are, are, are really uh, finding a, a way to come together here with a purpose. I, I think, you know, unfortunately, we can't go backwards and change what happened 30, 30, 20, 10 years ago. Um, you know, the, the way that we treated veterans after the Vietnam war or didn't treat them, uh, is, is, is a disgrace. It's a, it, it's a shame. Um, but we have the opportunity right now to not repeat those mistakes of the past. And when it comes to, to health and the health needs, it's not only it's, it's awareness of what awareness that the, the war has not ended. In a lot of ways, it's just begun. And this is, this is actually, a, this, this has become a battle to, effect, to effectively treat veterans dealing with the after effects of, of, of these wars. And I, I think, again, we're, we're, very, uh, we're all very different, yet we're all very pragmatic, which is why you see those numbers of veterans supporting medical marijuana and able to put old outdated ideas and maybe what we learned as kids aside and focus on the solution. You talk about the different, different age ranges, right? I, every single day I'm talking to post nine 11, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans who, um, who maybe didn't quite have the, the, the stigma that, for example, my, uh, my cohorts did coming up in the eighties. And so it's a little bit easier for them to get over that. But then you look at the, 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 the generation uh, above that, some of the, the Vietnam and Korean uh, War uh, veterans, especially as you look at individuals who are members of the American Legion, right? Uh, you would think they're just, they're all going to be anti-cannabis uh, individuals, but 
they're dealing with conditions which are prevalent, both prevalent and chronic um, as they get up in age, such as cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, in which cannabis has shown and has, and has demonstrated uh, a, uh, the ability to, um, to be a, a, an effective tool in the toolkit for, for dealing with the symptoms of those conditions. And so you've got a very pragmatic uh, base and that is, that now has the need for this, is able to see this as a very different issue. They're able to they're they're able to set aside those old ideas and and recognize it for what it is. I, I go back to um, having been living down in Texas for the past seven years. Um, personally, uh, working with a a, uh, a veteran in his his mid seventies in 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 Waco, Texas, who had never never considered touching cannabis or heard, had had always had very strong ideas or opinions against it for, for whatever reason. But as he was dealing with some debilitating effects of Parkinson's, you know, through the, through the guidance of one of his children was able to find that cannabis is the only tool. There was no other medication that was allowing him to, to reduce, to, to, to sleep at night that would reduce the tremors and allow his body to relax enough to sleep. And I, I, he would, um, I look at him and he was able to get over this and he was able to, uh, to understand that, oh, this is medicine. And, you know, he was angry about it. And he's, he was angry about the fact that in the middle of Texas, in Waco, Texas, and this is in, in, in uh, Pete Sessions district, right? He's a, he is a, a 75 year old veteran trying to, trying to just get to sleep dealing with these debilitating effects of Parkinson's yet he was forced to break the law to do so. And he was, he was forced to put his family in a very difficult position to just to get to sleep at night. And so, you know, I see the, I see the older generation and I hate to say older generation, but they, they still are the greatest generation. And I, I think that's why you see an organization like the American Legion um, with these veterans in their, they under, with a lot of, uh, with a lot of older veterans, they know the challenges that they faced when they came back from war. And I think they, I think they are committed to doing anything that they need to do to ensure that what they experience doesn't happen to the generation behind them. So I, as we look across the, 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 whether it's, it's Korea or Vietnam or Gulf War or uh, post 9-11, uh, I think veterans are pragmatic, they're smart, they're able to, to get over the hurdle and, and see this for what it is. So, Nick, we're actually sadly out of time here, but I did want to ask you one quick question to close things out. So how can groups uh, and other advocacy groups like NCIA help your cause? So please, um, one of the first things you can do, uh, go to our website. It's uh, Veterans Cannabis Project, www.vetscp.org. Uh, and go ahead and sign up for our email distribution. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. And we are, uh, what we're going to be doing uh, uh, over the next few months uh, is, is collecting stories. We want veterans to share their stories with us about how cannabis has helped them, wh whether it's with a health problem, whether it's uh, 
uh, however, cannabis, whether it's been an experience of finding a uh, gainful employment in, in the legal cannabis industry, we want to hear those stories because it's really important for us to, 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 to get those stories and turn around and share them with the legislators and lawmakers that are responsible for solving this veteran health crisis. We ourselves as veterans, we're, we're taking this on, but we can't make advances. We can't make strides unless legislation changes. And so we need stories. Uh, we, need, we, want, we want and need to hear those stories. And that gives us the ability to go back in and turn around and, and, and meet with those legislators and show them how veterans in their districts um, not only overwhelmingly support medical marijuana, but are improving their lives through medical marijuana. And again, to be uh, pro-cannabis, to be pro-cannabis is to be pro-veteran. And so we need to get that message out. So go to our website, Facebook, Twitter, and um, uh, find us on there. I just wanted to thank you for your time. It was really great learning a little more about you uh, and learning a little more about the issue. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate the opportunity to speak and uh, look forward to continuing to work together on this important cause. All right, everyone. Well, thank you again to Nick. And don't forget to visit the Veterans Cannabis Project's website at vetscp.org to see how you can become involved with their mission. And also to our listeners, don't forget that NCIA's quarterly event series, the Quarterly Cannabis Caucuses, are currently happening in various cities across the country. Visit www.thecannabisindustry.org events to see the schedule and register for an event near you. And don't forget about our second annual Seed to Sale show happening February 7th and 8th, 2018 in Denver. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.